At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Craig Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as we're going to be going a lot of baseball here in our number two. Our number one, we went with a lot of football and I probably talked a little bit too much about Thursday Night Football. I apologize. I They should have had a little bit of a warning before the Thursday Night Football game saying that this may contain graphic content. And boy, was it very, very graphic what we saw. I mean, that is one in which children will be remembering for a long, long time about the horrors that they saw between the Colts and the Denver Broncos. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an easier sport to watch, one that should be a little bit more aesthetically pleasing as we're going with a lot of baseball. As Eli Hershkovich, he does a great job over at the Lions. And Justin Perry, he does amazing work over at Shot Quality Bets. They're going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at the wild card round in general. We're going to be taking a look at the games that we've got on tap for this Friday as well. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Here in segment number one, I'm going to give you guys my DK Nation pick. And so what I like in terms of the MLB wild card round as well for Friday. So... And have a good time with it. And we are going to be diving into it right about now as we begin with what I like in terms of DK Nation for this Friday, 943-944. It is the, shall we say, afternoon game between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Seattle Mariners as Luis Castillo, he takes a bump for Seattle. And Alec Manoa is going to be on the bump for Toronto. We've seen this money go against Toronto as the Toronto Blue Jays, they open up as... About a minus 145 or so favorite. 
Now they're between about a minus 126 to a minus 130 favorite. Plus 110 to plus 118 is your number on Seattle. They open up more around plus 125 to plus 130 with your total on this game seven. And I'm not sure why this line has moved against the Toronto Blue Jays. I made them about a minus 150 favorite. So the opener that came out, I thought was actually relatively correct. Now I see value on the Toronto Blue Jays. And with the Blue Jays, Alec Manoa has been able to do an incredible job this season. He's actually seen a little bit of a dip in his strikeout numbers from when he was a rookie last season, but has been able to do a nice job giving up fewer than two walks per nine innings. He has done a very solid job of being able to keep the ball in the air, giving up 0.7 home runs per nine innings. Actually, has a little bit of a higher home ERA than a road ERA, but that's not too much of a concern because he has been tremendous on both turfs. 242 a home ERA, 207 ERA on the road. So he's been able to do a nice job there. And for Luis Castillo, he began really the summertime in general. Very solid. In 11 out of his first 12 starts since July 1st, he had given up three earned runs or fewer, but he comes in having given up 10 earned runs in his last 16 innings with two of those starts coming against the Oakland A's. When you're struggling against the Oakland A's, you know that it's not necessarily going too great on that front. Now, credit where credit is due since Luis Castillo got traded to the Seattle Mariners. He's actually seen his walks per nine rate drop to a 2.3 with Seattle. That's pretty much the best mark that he's ever had. So he's been able to do a solid job on that front. He still gets a solid amount of strikeouts, but is starting to just get hit a little bit harder. So that is something that I think is worth taking a look at. And both of these teams have been really good in terms of their bullpen. These are the number seven and number nine bullpens in terms of ERA since the All-Star break. But I do think that the Toronto Blue Jays do a solid job of being able to match up because we did see with the Seattle Mariners towards back half of the season, they were starting to slide up a little bit in terms of their bullpen. Anyone that took them in that game against the Kansas City Royals, where I'm not even kidding, they blew a nine-run lead in the sixth inning. They're up nine runs, and they didn't get the outright win. Just one of the ultimate bad beats of bad beats that you're going to find, but they still do have Penn Murphy, Eric Swanson, Paul Seawald, all these guys delivering a sub-3 ERA, but for the Toronto Blue Jays, they're able to counter with having Jordan Romano, a very good closer, along with guys like a David Phelps, Anthony Bass. They've all been able to do a solid job. Yimi Garcia, Adam Simber have been there as well. Tim Meza has been a little bit up and down, but by and large, it's a very solid bullpen for this team. And then you do take a look at the lineup and for the Toronto Blue Jays, only team in the big leagues that has five different guys that have hit at least 24 home runs this season. Matt Chapman, Bo Bichette, George Springer, you're able to throw in there Teoscar Hernandez and Vlager Jr. And the only guy that's hitting below a 260, that'd be Matt Chapman with right around a 325 on base. Then from there, you've got Alejandro Kirk, who's been able to about a 285 to a 290 for this bunch. Danny Jansen at the catcher spot has been able to do a rock solid job. But Whit Merrifield all of a sudden is starting to bust out. He had a rough go of it to begin the season with the Kansas City Royals, but if you take a look at Whit Merrifield, over the last 30 days, he's hitting a 344. So that is something that is very much helping out this Toronto Blue Jays team. Flip side for the Seattle Mariners. They are dead last in the American League in terms of batting average since the All-Star break. Since the break, they're hitting 221 as a collective. Now, with the Seattle Mariners, credit where credit is due to the deep ball. They have been ranked second in the American League in home runs on a per-game basis since the All-Star break, so they're doing a relatively solid job there, and that is headlined by Eugenio Suarez. Suarez has been able to crank out 31 home runs this season. He's been able to do a rock solid job. And one thing that I did like to see from the Seattle Mariners, Julio Rodriguez, game number 162, a game which, let's call it what it is, was a little bit of a throwaway for the team, but he was able to crank out his 28th home run of the season. He looks healthy. Mitch Hanniger had a home run in that game as well. 
They're going to need both of these bats to be very much online for this team. But you still have quite a few guys that, I mean, they crank out the power, like Carlos Santana, Kirk, and, and, um, and Cal Raleigh. Both of these guys, they've been able to crank out 19-plus home runs. But with both of these guys in Raleigh along with Carlos Santana, and then you're able to throw in there a few other guys like Taylor Trammell. I know that they've been dealing with an injury to Dylan Moore, Abraham Toro. These are all guys hitting a 220 or lower for this bunch. Jesse Winker is not even going to be active for this game, and he has been a big, fat disappointment for the team. Adam Frazier has not necessarily been able to do a great job as well, and I do think that the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be able to match up in the bullpen. Luis Castillo has picked a bad time to be pretty much pitching his worst this season, and I do think that the Blue Jays, with that ruckus home crowd, they are going to be out in full force, and a little bit of a side note as well. If you're taking a good look at this Mariners versus Blue Jays game, do note that the COVID-19 vaccination mandate, that is no longer in effect. So the Seattle Mariners, they are going to be at full force, unlike when they traveled to Toronto a little bit earlier in the season. So you don't need to factor that into your handicapping. But I still think that the Blue Jays, with a tremendous home crowd, they are going to be able to get the job done. I set them more around a minus 150 favorite. So going to be taking a look there. Mentioned it with the Seattle Mariners, the fact that they do have a lot of guys that are able to go yard themselves. So I do think that the seven, a little bit too low. Going to be taking a look at this total over as well. When it comes to the other American League game, that is the Rays and the Guardians. This is 945-946 on the betting board. Shane McClanahan is going to be going for the Rays, and you've got Shane Bieber on the bump for the Guardians. And Guardians are between a minus 109 to a minus 120 favorite, even money to a plus 107, your number on the Rays, with six being the total end. The six is falling more and more. The unders between minus 120 to a minus 125. It would be insane, but we could see a five and a half by the time first pitch is thrown in. That's just too low, in my opinion. I recognize that the Rays and the Guardians are not necessarily the mashers of mashers, as you've really got one guy on either side that is hitting more than 20 home runs this season. That would be Jose Ramirez. But both of these teams do a solid job of moving the line, especially the Cleveland Guardians. You've got Stephen Kwan, Andres Jimenez, Oscar Gonzalez, who I mentioned before, and Jose Ramirez, all hitting at least a 280 for the team. Will Brandon, the young guy, has been hitting about a 300 as well. And this is just, for me, a fate of Shane McClanahan and what we've seen out of him recently. Because with McClanahan, first half of the season, he was the all-star game starter for the American League. He was looking like he was on his way to the Cy Young Award. He goes on the injured list. From there, he has one nice start against the Toronto Blue Jays, in which he threw five scoreless innings. But... He has not been the same guy ever since then. He had to leave one of his most recent starts against the Houston Astros early because he was dealing with a little bit of, I believe that it was tightness in either his shoulder or his back. And those are two injuries that you really don't want to mess with in general. And if you take out the start that he had against the Toronto Blue Jays, in which he went five scoreless in the month of September, 7-0-70 ERA in those last three starts giving up four home runs in 14 innings. This is not Shane McClanahan. Now, the Tampa Bay Rays are going to be able to back him up with a relatively good bullpen as you've got Jason Adam and Pete Fairbanks both giving you a sub-2 ERA. And then from there, you've got someone like Brooks Raley who's able to come out of the bullpen, but they've been dealing with quite a few injuries all season long. It dates back to earlier in the season when J.P. Fireisen went out due to an injury. So this is a Rays team that they've been having to mix and match with guys like Garrett Clevenger and even someone like a Sean Armstrong in the bullpen. And for the Cleveland Guardians, this has been bar none, the best bullpen in the big leagues ever since the all-star break. James Karen, Chuck Emanuel, Class A. They are right now the best eighth and ninth inning duo in all of baseball. I mean, these guys have been absolutely amazing. And then you take a look from there on Yo de los Santos. 
Sam Entridges, Trevor Steven, Nick Sandlin. They're all providing about a sub-3-2 ERA for the Tampa Bay Rays. They've got two guys on this roster with more than 12 home runs this season. That'd be Randy Orozarena and Isaac Paredes. And the problem with Isaac Paredes is he's only hitting about a 205. He and Taylor Walls have been albatrosses when it comes to this lineup in terms of just being able to move the line in general. Now, you do have Yanni Diaz. He's got right around a 400 on base. He's been able to do a solid job on that front. Wander Franco, you're able to throw in there who I mentioned before in Randy Orozarena. Both of these guys in between about a 265 to a 275. Manuel Margot has been able to do a halfway decent job as well. But you also have to... Factor in what we saw last postseason from the Tampa Bay Rays. And what we saw last postseason is that Kevin Cash was just very much trying to piecemeal things together in terms of the bullpen. He doesn't have as deep of a bullpen this year for one. And for two, he typically gives guys way too quick of a hook. So even if Shane Clanahan has his A-plus stuff in this game, which I totally do not think he's going to, I do think that he's going to fall into that trap. The managing advantage, in my opinion, very much goes to Terry Francona. And what they're telling you with this line is that they honestly think that Shane Bieber is a little bit worse than Shane McClanahan. And Bieber, he's got .7 home runs, given up per nine innings. Second half of the season, he's been posting up a sub-2-5 ERA. Give me the Cleveland Guardians in the spot. Was willing to lay up to a minus 130. And at a six, we just went down too low. Even at a six and a half, I can vouch for the under. At a six, this is going to be a case which I'm going to be taking a look at the over end. We're going to take a look at the wild card as a whole a little bit more next with Justin Perry. He does a great job over there at Shot Quality Bets. And Eli Hershkovich, he does amazing work over at the Lions. And they join me next on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. 
They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make game day just a little bit more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Lake College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools where you're shot at $5,000 in weekly cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Coors Lake Pick'em now to join in on the action. Coors Lake, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as per usual, please do drink responsibly as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by our panel of MLB experts as we've got Eli Hershkovich. He does amazing work over at the Lions, taking a look at a little bit of everything. I know that he does some football. He does a lot of college basketball as well. And then another man that does some college basketball work, Justin Berry. He's over there at Shot Quality Bets. And gentlemen, it is great to have you aboard. And first things first, we're going to dive into more of these matchups relatively soon but in terms of the futures market I don't know about you guys but I take a look at these wild card rounds and the one thing that I would not want to do in terms of wild card is bet a future because you're finding with a lot of these futures it being like minus 170 on the Mets list goes on and on I'll toss this to you first Eli I would think that just betting these three games if it does go to three games would yield a better profit than laying any of these futures. And if you really want to get frisky here, if you're taking a look at the futures market, a money line rollover from series to series, I think would lend better value than you're able to find right now and say a team that may not be playing in the wild card round like the Astros. The one, the one exception, Greg, that I'll say that I think is the case is the Phillies. I haven't yeah. made the bet yet, but you could make the case that the Phillies series bet at plus 115 is valuable. You could also make the case that a Philly sweep is even more valuable. And we'll talk a little bit more about that series, but for the most part, I'm going to, I'm in agreement with you, but just in terms of the pitching matchups and if the Phillies do win game one, you get Nola and Michaelis in game two. I think the Phillies would be favored at least by a few cents there. So in that case, I think Philly series or Philly sweep would be, would be a little valuable, but otherwise I'm with you. Yep, and then with the Philadelphia Phillies, they're the biggest long shot to win the World Series as well. If you think that lightning is going to strike twice or is going to just strike in general, 
you do have a little bit of value there. So if you're high on the Phillies, you're able to get a little bit of something there. But I am in agreement with you. And Justin, you seeing any value there? Because I do think that if you are taking a look at diving in on any of these series, I would think that, like I said, just betting these games individually in terms of wild card and then moving forward, a money line rollover, it lends you just more value than firing it on futures because the boat for a lot of these, it just went towards the middle of the season. Uh, I'm with you. And, you know, I think what I'm looking at is trying to take some of this dog value. A lot of teams right now, we're seeing these home teams favorite. I don't really buy it. I'm sure we're going to get into it a little bit more matchup by matchup here in a bit, but I'm liking some of this plus money. I think you probably want to start off with maybe the, the underdog getting off on the right foot here to open things off with wild card play. It's not supposed to go as planned. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I'm not taking any futures out right now. I'm waiting for the next round to try to maybe get in on some of those uh, maybe plus 500 plus 700 pipelines for the world series. Yep. Absolutely. And do you guys have any objections to, a little bit more of a chalky World Series because I do take a look at these matchups. And while I do think that we're going to see some home teams prevail, we could see a team like the Seattle Mariners perhaps be able to pull off an upset over the Toronto Blue Jays. I just take a look at these eight teams in the wild card round, and I think that they're going to have difficulty when they go up against teams like the New York Yankees, the Houston Astros, the Braves, and the Dodgers. I don't know if there is a long shot that you might like from this wild card round that could advance Eli, but I think that we're going to be looking pretty chalky when it comes to the championship series. Yeah, one team that I did add that's not a long shot. I I do, I do a podcast on the Lions Podcast Network, and my co-host brought up the Rays. I don't necessarily like them against the Guardians, not that I'm backing Cleveland as a result, but I don't see a ton of value in Tampa. But to your point about shorter odds, I did grab some Houston plus 425 earlier today. And you think about that rotation, even if McCullers is coming out of the bullpen, which bolsters a already arguably one of the best bullpens in baseball, if not the best. And then you have Verlander and Valdez who became a, a Cy Young candidate, not going to top Verlander, but still made his case down the stretch and uh, still a pretty solid three, four, even if McCullers is coming out of the bullpen, one of the deepest, if not the deepest lineup in all of baseball and a pretty good defense behind that staff and, and uh, bullpen arms. So I like Houston at that price. They would get the winner of the Jays and Mariners series. And even if Toronto uh, or Seattle, uh, whoever wins that series, I think Houston advances to the ALCS in which I like them against in a potential rematch. Like we see every postseason, it seems like, or at least a few years ago with the Astros and Yankees, I would take Houston in that series. And I think you're getting a, a pretty good price at plus 425, even though it's among the shorter odds. And I believe that the Astros have made each of the last five championship series as well. I certainly have no objections here. And I'll toss this to you, Justin, because I do think that out of both of these leagues, I've said it a few times and I'll say it again. The Astros, it feels like there's less competition for them in the American League than in the National League. I can totally vouch for a Houston Astros future right now because even with the LA Dodgers, I would argue that the Dodgers are the better team right now than the Houston Astros, but you have to go up against the Atlanta Braves. I think that the Mets could be a little bit pesky as well. That very much is dependent upon the health of Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. But I mean, if those guys are fully online, who knows what could happen with the Mets? But I just think that there's more contenders in the National League that can knock off the Dodgers rather than in the American League contenders that can knock off the Astros. That's, you know, I think I'm with you on it. We've talked about it a little bit over the course of the season. The National League does have some of these squads that are a little bit scarier. You do have the Mets coming in at this 100-win season, sitting in the wild card spot. 
in, it's just a little bit different over there. I do really like the Braves. It's a hard to repeat, but I'm looking at them in a similar position that people are looking at the Astros like you are with taking that plus 425. Uh, you know, Eli said that too. I, I think that the Braves really do have a chance to come into this postseason with a lot of momentum, rest up a little bit, get that really valuable buy, and then, you know, probably be able to make it into that championship series, probably against the Dodgers. I was talking about a little earlier today. I have a hard time seeing these teams getting this extra series of rest, having trouble, uh, you know, getting into that next round. It's going to be really interesting to see the series prices. If maybe any momentum building wins for one of these wild card series can maybe shift uh, the perception of the teams in the market to maybe give us a look at some of these, you know, higher seeds with a better value. But I expect to be taking the favorites uh, for the series in the uh, next round. Yep, I don't disagree with you there, and there's a reason why I'm more of a game-to-game better, not a and not a series better slash a futures better. Because, well, if you had the Atlanta Braves last season, I certainly do salute you. And then we remember in 2019 the good old Washington Nationals going from the wild card to the World Series as well. So these crazy things do happen, and. Your tenor on these teams can change, and I'll just toss that to you, Eli, just something in general, because I do think that as the these series go along, whether it be the wild card round, the divisional round, what have you, warming up on some of these teams is something that I do think is very important, because in baseball, there's much more volatility than a sport like the NBA. I mean, if you want to take a look at the college football playoff, there's no volatility there whatsoever, and when it comes to baseball... Any team can get hot, and I do think that going game by game can offer some very good value just because taking a look at futures, things can change in baseball over the matter of days and just based on who's going on the mound in general. Yeah, a couple things touch on there, Greg. Number one, I had that Nationals future. at least Very nice. Yeah, so that one cast for me. Uh, that was a really fun w- ride. I got them, I think, at 20 to 1 back in July of, of 2019. So, and that was a bullpen, by the way. Just think, you, you mentioned volatility. It's it's very much similar to March Madness. Patrick Corbin was a main bullpen piece in that one. <laughs> yeah, he was he was very good for, for Washington. And I, I was surprised at how their bullpen kind of reformed down the stretch because it wasn't, it wasn't like it was anything special even or becoming anything special in September. But it's it's an important note to think about because some of these subpar bullpens that are in the playoffs are at least a little bit more inconsistent, maybe like the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, they did sure things up with David Robertson at the break. I explored that uh, in my MLB betting piece over at thelines.com. But besides Robertson and Dominguez, is there anyone that you for sure trust? Maybe like a Seattle and Toronto, because uh, I know we'll touch on that series as well where both of those bullpens are a little bit more intact. So for that reason, whether you take a full game money line, a first five money line, if it's not bullpen related, whatever it is, even if you guys, like you guys just mentioned, are looking at some of these, uh, maybe more of the favorites in the next round, game by game, it's all about matchups. And it really is all about pitchy matchups, whether it's first five or, or full game. And I think that you mentioned something very interesting about first five, because when it comes to the playoffs, you do not know if that starter is going to be able to go five innings. You don't know if they're going to go three innings, as we found out with Kevin Cash last season as well. So if you think that you're getting, oh, insert pitcher here for the first five, it might be 
insert pitcher here for three innings and then two innings out of insert your bullpen piece as well, which I always think is very exclusive to MLB postseason betting. And we're going to touch upon that on the other side with Justin Perry along the Eli Hershkovich. We're going to be taking a look at these four games that we're going to be seeing for Friday and try to make you guys some money heading into the weekend here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The temperature might be cooling off, but the ball, the, but the fall sports, they are heating up on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers because new betters are going to be receiving up to $500 in free bets when you make a first time deposit using the promo code SPORTS. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Justin Perry. He does great work over at Shot Quality Bets. Eli Hershkovich, he does amazing work over at the Lions. And we've taken a look at just a little bit of broad brush view of the MLB playoffs. Now let's dive into some games for Friday. And Justin, we'll lead off with you. I know that you're a man that's out there in the Northeast part of the country. And we've got Max Scherzer going up against you, Darvish. And this is the one price I think is most in line with how I handicapped it. With the Mets right now finding them about a minus 145 to a minus 150 favorite. Collins game is six. I do think that these sixes are a little bit too low in both games personally. I just cannot get on board with taking a six under. But I do think that for Max Scherzer, this is about where I price him at. I think that there's a little bit of value, but I wouldn't be willing to go up much more than this. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting game here with Scherzer and Darvish heading off here. I, I don't know. I think it should be a nice enough day uh, in New York with the weather. It should be in the 70s, so that's a big deal. I actually like that over six. I really could not go with the under. So if I had to make a play on this, that's probably what I'm going to take. I also like the uh, the underdog value on the Padres. I don't know. The Mets have had a little bit of a deflating last couple of weeks. It hasn't probably been fun to watch that nice break slip away from them. And now they got to face the Padres and the Dodgers. So I think they could come out maybe with a little bit of a lackluster open and see the Padres put up some runs. So that's what I think is probably going to happen. I think the over is the preferred play for me rather than taking the underdog, but either one is probably how I would go with it. Yep, and with you, Darvish, he's had some pretty demonstrative home and road splits since he joined the Padres, but he's actually been significantly better on the road in his last few starts as well. So that is a big factor. And Eli, not sure if you've got anything in terms of Mets versus Padres to kick off the day, but I do think that the best value that I'm seeing is the over. I like the Mets just a little bit because I do think that Max Scherzer, that Bulldog mentality, it is going to be able to win out here. And I mentioned the home and road splits with you, Darvish, but that said, Darvish has been able to turn it around a little bit on the road recently. couple things with this game. Let's start with Darvish and the total. We don't know what Max Scherzer is going to bring because of the oblique injury. You mentioned the blister for DeGrom and, and Scherzer with the oblique. So it's TBD in that aspect from game one or for game one. And then with Darvish looking at his numbers against the Mets, he's given up one earned run in, in his two starts this season. And it really is because of his cutter usage. I want to say it's at around 30% in terms of his pitch type and his pitch rate. And the Mets don't hit cutters very well. So even though this lineup is 
much better against righties than it is against lefties in terms of weighted runs created plus. They have an issue with Darvish because of the cutter. So I'm staying away from the total, and you uh, both mentioned the over for that reason. But I am looking towards game two because if the Mets do win game one, Buck Showalter said, and he's not sticking to it necessarily, but he said that there's a chance that Chris Bassett instead of Jacob deGrom would start in game two. And then you get Blake Snell, who has been one of the best second-half pitchers this season. Uh, The second-best war in the second half. He is a 33%, over 33% strikeout rate in the second half. The FIP is in the low twos. So I am very pumped. If the Mets do win game one, sorry, Justin. Uh, I'll be looking to back Blake Snell and the Padres in game two on the money line. And if if it if the Mets do win game one and it's uh or if they win game one, yeah, or lose game one, I should say, uh taking a step back. Um, and it's DeGrom and Snell, I'll evaluate the price from there. But I, I'm looking to back Snell in some form or fashion in game two. And you talk about a guy that has had a massive turnaround from the beginning of the season, Blake Snell, exhibit A. He was not good to start out with. I think that the team went one and eight in his first nine starts, and ever since then, he has really been able to pick it up. This is a game that we've seen a little bit of line movement on, and I'm a little bit befuddled by it. The Toronto Blue Jays are taking on the Seattle Mariners. They open up in a lot of spots right around about a minus 145 or so favorite, which I thought that that was the right price. Now we're seeing this more around about minus 125, minus 130. I'll go back to you, Eli, on this one. I feel like this line move is not necessarily warranted. The Mariners, they've been the worst batting average team in the American League since the All-Star break. Luis Castillo's not necessarily in great form, and I really like Alec Manoa in this spot, along with a Blue Jays bullpen that they've been able to shape up towards the second half of the season as well. All right, so I hate to be on the opposite side <laughs> in a sense. I guess I didn't bet the the total yet for Mets Padres, but I am on the Mariners here. I have this write-up over at thelines.com, along with the Blake Snell aspect that I that I mentioned a little bit ago, and then one other bet on, on tomorrow's card. But I, I backed uh, Seattle at plus 128 earlier this morning on the money line and looking at some of the aspects for this game, for the Mariners Castillo wasn't great in September, but if you look at his ERA and his FIP, they're, they're pretty much identical. So that tells you that no, he hasn't over exceeded expectations or under exceeded expectations. And I wouldn't expect much of a drop off, even against this type of a lineup. Uh, I trust Castillo, especially at this price. I think the implied probability on the plus 128 that I got is around 43%. So I think there's a little bit of value in that number, 43% for the Mariners to to win game one, that is. And then you think about Alec Manoa, who you just mentioned, one of the best pitchers across all of baseball this season, not going to win the AL Cy Young, obviously, but still has been super dominant for Toronto. But his top two pitches are the four-seam fastball and the sinker. The sweeping slider is one of the most dominant pitchers pitches in the game. And Seattle hits those first two pitches that I mentioned, the sinker and the four-seam fastball, pretty well. And, and I mentioned this in the last segment that I trust Seattle's bullpen, and I had them a little bit, uh, a little bit rated higher um, than Toronto. So I like Seattle to win this game outright. I don't like them in Game Two if it's Robbie Ray because of the damage that the Blue Jays win or the the Blue Jays do against left-handed starters. And then on Sunday, if it's uh, Gilbert, I don't know if I trust him either, but I do like Seattle in game one. Yeah, Ben, to your point, if we do see Robbie Ray in game two, which I'm thinking that we will, he just has not been the same pitcher on the road that he has been at home as well. So I think that that's a very important aspect with that. And then 
How about if we take a look at this one with you, Justin? Rays and Guardians. I know that you said that you were finding a little bit of value on the underdog. Is this one of them with the Rays? As they're between even money, a little bit of a plus price. Jane Beaver and the Guardians are between about a minus 115 to a minus 120 with a total of 6.3. Again, this total has just gotten too low. I do think that this is a solid pitching matchup, but to get a six under is just asking a lot in my opinion. But I do think that this is a spot where if it were full bore Shane McClanahan, I'd be all on board. I just don't know what form of Shane McClanahan we're going to get. Yeah, no, I think that's the biggest wild card, no, no pun intended here, is in this uh, game. I, I like maybe taking Shane under the strikeout total. I think it's at four and a half. I just, you know we could see him pulled after three frames, right? It, it's yeah. a very legitimate possibility. So I like, you know, those potential unders, maybe outs recorded as well, probably get a pretty decent look at that line. I expect the Rays to play that small ball game. I'm not going to touch the total on this one. I do think Shane Bieber has been in pretty decent form so we could see a nice game out of him he you know looked pretty nice after the all-star break i was watching a couple of his starts he was pretty reliable down the stretch er and the whip about point oh point nine four after the all-star break so he has really turned it up a notch in the second half of the year going nine and three i think we do see some nice stuff out of him probably keep the rate the rays at bay a little bit their offense didn't really blow my socks off for the last part of the year here. So I could see this one staying under the number being a really like a small ball one to two type finish. So I don't hate the under, but again, I, I would probably look to the Rays to try to like steal this one. A lot of people are probably going to want to take Bieber, but you could probably see this get stolen. That's just my, my feeling. Yep. And I do think that this is the game in which it's going to be most reliant upon the bullpen because both of those bullpens have been very dominant. And then we've got about a minute left, Eli. How about if we take a look at Phillies versus Cardinals? Relative pick and price here between Jose Quintana and Zach Wheeler. I'd say that Jose Quintana has been a little bit lucky this year, but I do have trepidations with Zach Wheeler on the road, though he has been very good against these St. Louis Cardinals. Where do you stand on this one? Yeah, so I backed the Phillies, and luckily you didn't ask me about that Guardians game because <laughs> I might have been on the opposite side of you guys yet again. But uh, sticking with Cardinals and Phillies, I, I bet Philadelphia earlier today at minus 107 on the money line. Wheeler, I give a, in terms of the market rating for both of these pitchers, even though St. Louis uh, offensively, maybe a little bit more consistent, Arenado and Goldschmidt, both pretty poor in terms of OPS. I want to say they were... Goldschmidt around uh, 700 OPS in September and beyond, and Arenado around 650. So it's hard to trust St. Louis and their best bats right now. And then Jose Quintana and his top pitches, uh, Philadelphia, even though it's it's Harper and Schwarber that struggle against lefties, the Phillies have the sixth highest WRC plus against lefties this season. And I trust the Phillies bullpen a little bit more too. So already bet the Phillies on the money line, and that's where I'm going. Absolutely. As these two gentlemen, Justin and Eli, do an amazing job taking a look at baseball coming in next. Let's take a look at my Circa Millions card for this week here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season up ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions and teams and players for all of them. Win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, and then along with that you get three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey betters and those a little bit newer to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to get Justin Perry and Eli Hershkovich on to talk a little MLB tonight. 
You got Justin doing great work over at Shot Quality Bets and Eli doing great work over at the Lions. Going to be a tremendous wild card round in the playoffs. And we'll hit upon the National League games a little bit more in our number three since I did a lot of the American League games here in our number two. So big thanks to them. And also, before I go any further, I have to give a big thanks to my producer, Jason Connie. He does a great job booking all these shows with tremendous guests every single night. Best in the business right there. Says a Greg Peterson experience on your screen slash your local listings, but it really does take a team to be able to make it work. Taylor, our wonderful audio engineer, does a great job getting me set up every single night. All of you guys listening on radio, as we've added more and more radio affiliates, I do appreciate it, and hopefully you enjoy what you are hearing from the experience. He does a great job there. And then if you're watching on visa.com slash other platforms, you've got our producer, Nick. He does a great job just giving you everything in terms of what we're seeing on screen. He is the technical director of the show and does amazing work. So all those guys, they are really the backbone of everything that we do here at the Greg Peterson Experience. They always live up to their billing. They always hold up their end of the bargain. So now it's time for me to do mine. And we got to try to find some winners on this NFL board for this week as we take a look at my Circuit Millions card. Went 2-2-1 two, two and one last week. And I'm sure that many people could relate that it felt like it should have been a little bit more. Like I had the Baltimore Ravens. That ended up being a push. I had the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. And well, that was a little bit of a calamity. And then I'm trying to think to the other tough luck loser I had. But, oh boy, it's not necessarily so tremendous on that front. So we shall see if the breaks fall our way a little bit more this week. As when it comes down to it, I did take a look at this card. And the one game that I really am feeling bullish on it is the Giants catching eight points against the Green Bay Packers. Now, with these contests, typically when you're in like the Westgate Super Contest slash the Circa Millions like I'm in here at Circa where I sit right now doing this broadcast, you typically have until Saturday to be able to file in these picks unless if you take the Thursday night game in. Well, I had no feel for this Thursday night game. The only thing that I liked was Matt Ryan to throw a pick. And well, that, that hit very easily. That's not a cider total. But with the Gi Giants getting eight points against a Packers team that... It's just looked lackluster for the Green Bay Packers. They've been dealing with offensive line injuries. I know that they've been getting back some of their receivers like Alan Lazard, but he's been a little bit banged up. He hasn't looked 100% when he has been out there on the field this season. And for the Giants, the defense has looked halfway decent. I do think that their 3-1 start is a fool's gold 3-1 start. I don't think that they win this game outright, but I think that this is going to be so stinking low scoring that they're going to be able to hang within a touchdown, being able to get the points with them. That is something that I certainly do like on that front. And then something that I've been talking about quite a bit this week in terms of a handicapping angle as well, it, it involves the Seattle Seahawks and the New Orleans Saints game. Now, I mean, the New Orleans Saints have just been the biggest disappointment that we've been seeing really all season long. And if you're looking at the contest, they are a five and a half point underdog. The Seattle Seahawks are and Geno Smith, dare I say, has not been a downgrade from Russell Wilson considering what we've seen from Russ this season. Last season, he was dealing with the injuries, and as a result, he just was not 100% whenever he was out there. But the New Orleans Saints, they just don't look too great right now. They trotted out their Andy Dalton last week, and it's a bunch that they've been dealing with a fair share of their injuries as well. And I just think that we are noticing how much of an impact Sean Payton had with this team as well because even last year, with how banged up the New Orleans Saints were, how bad everything was in general, the New Orleans Saints were able to pump out a 9-8 and record, despite the fact that Taysom Hill was starting for nearly half the season. And 
right now they're sitting at one and three, and I'm just not feeling good about this team in general. Their defense has been much worse than expected. And we got a guy in Jameis Winston who is right now not playing due to a backslash ankle injury, which, oh, that's exactly what you want from your quarterback. And for the Seattle Seahawks, defense has been lackluster to say the least this season, but the offense has actually been very good. And I think that Rashad Penny actually has a little bit more in the tank. He's someone that has always dealt with injuries throughout his career. So that is always something to take a look at on that front. But there's lots of good weapons for the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith is showing that he's been perhaps a little bit overlooked. That's one that is most likely going to be making my card now. I always file these in very, very early Saturday morning myself because I am going to wait for a little bit more information to come out in general because if it does turn out that Jameis Winston is feeling a little bit better than expected, you know what, maybe that'll adjust how I view this game just a little bit, but I'm feeling relatively good about those two. If I was getting the 14 and a half, I certainly would be taking a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers a little bit more as well. That's one that I am eyeing. I'm certainly not laying the 14 with the Buffalo Bills just because since the AFL-NFL merger, this is the first time the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a 14-point underdog, and I just don't know if the difference between the top team in the league and the Buffalo Bills and a bottom-feeding team, which I would right now put the Steelers as a bottom five at the very best, a bottom seven team in the NFL is quite this much so. That is one that I am sort of marinating on a little bit more. We shall see how that goes. And then a game in which I'm going to be taking a look at the favorite. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. They just look like they are the class of the AFC, aside from the Buffalo Bills right now, going up against the Raiders team, which I know that Rob Pizzola made the case for the Raiders in our number one. I do think that Hunter Renfro is probably a guy that I'm overlooking a little bit too much, but... The Raiders, they knocked out the Kansas City Chiefs in 2020 when they were on the road. I'm sure that that is still fresh in the mind of Patrick Mahomes. I think that he's going to go go and look to completely crush him in this spot with the Kansas City Chiefs. Even without Tyreek Hill, it's been fine. And Tyreek Hill is at his moments with the Miami Dolphins. So, I mean, both are prospering where they are right now. But I do take a look at this Kansas City Chiefs team. They just look completely dominant. The defense is currently firing all cylinders, saying what we saw last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The offense, it is a well-oiled machine. I think that they should be able to take it to a Las Vegas Raiders team, which keep this in mind. They gave up 23 points to that Denver Broncos team that we just witnessed on Thursday Night Football. Typically, when you give up 23 points in an NFL game, it's not too much of a downgrade, but Russell Wilson looks about as washed as beach, as sand on the beach right now, and they're just so poorly coached. It's not even funny. I think we actually have to downgrade the Las Vegas Raiders with the defense of what we saw because it would have been more points if Melvin Gordon doesn't put the ball on the ground and you have that scoop and score. This is a Las Vegas Raiders team that they're just not great right now, and they're dealing with a little bit of an injury to Darren Waller. I do think that Waller is going to be able to play because he's been a limited participant in practice with his little bit of a shoulder ailment, so I wouldn't be... I would be very surprised if he doesn't go, and Josh Jacobs showed a little bit of a sign of life last week as well, but certainly I'm not feeling too bullish on this Las Vegas Raiders team. Meanwhile, I do think that the touchdown favorite is warranted in this spot with the Kansas City Chiefs. I typically don't like to lay a bunch of points, but I'm going to be a little bit more willing in that spot. I also think that this is going to be a time in which I might need to plug my nose and play this team. This is the one that I am probably the least sold on out of the games I've talked about to this point, but the Carolina Panthers getting six and a half points. And I think that I'm seeing people listening on radio slash watching on whatever device that they are being like, Hey, but you take a look at this Carolina Panthers team and 
Baker Mayfield is not the worst quarterback in the world. It, it's bad. I mean, he's not great. I'm not going to try to sell you that he's like the second coming of insert your Hall of Fame quarterback here. But I do think that Baker Mayfield is going to be able to do a little bit of a better job. Got actually better numbers than some of the other guys that we've seen this season. The efficiency has not necessarily been there. I think a little bit of that has to do with the play calling in general. Matt Rule certainly does not look to be cut out as a head coach, but still having Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. I know that he's been a little bit banged up. He had just eight carries in that game against the Arizona Cardinals, but this is a Carolina Panthers team that I do think that they're going to be able to rise up a little bit more in this spot. And for the San Francisco 49ers, they have to go from west to east. Now, body clock games, I do think that they are a little bit blown out of proportion when it comes to the NFL just because we have a full week to prepare. I take a lot more credence with regards to going like west to east, east to west, and things like college basketball, baseball, the NBA, where you only have like a very limited amount of days off or no days off whatsoever. But I do think that that is something to take a look at as well. So those are the games I've taken a look at in terms of my Circa Millions card. And now we've got to give you the pro tip for our number two of the Greg Peterson experience. You're able to get these all. Beaston.com slash subscribe as a pro tip subscriber. And we talked about this a little bit here when breaking down these wild card games. Take a look at the starting pitchers and the fact that they might get yanked very, very early. These are very volatile situations and a manager might go away from that starter very early and I'm going to pick up upon that on the other side as I take a look at the National League Wildcard Games for Friday here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.